Rachel, the Rachel <laughs> is in Lisbon right now. Like, yeah, she's getting a glass of sherry. Welcome back to Booted Sisters. I'm Sarah and I'll be joined by my sister, Rachel. In today's episode, we chat about me settling back into Denver after several weeks away and a little trip that Rachel took in Europe. Please check out our Instagram for some photos to accompany your listening. That's at Booted Sisters if you don't already follow us and enjoy the episode. How's it going? Pretty good. How are you? I'm good. Um, What you been up to lately? So I'm trying to think the last time we recorded. I think I had just gotten back to Denver. I'm like super lost now because it's yeah. yeah, um, All these things (laughs) already. But as of now, the last episode was you were well. You were actively in Lisbon at the time, which spoiler, but we'll get there. Um, But we were talking about your trip to Estonia. And I was definitely here. I think I had just gotten, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Because I had, I was like, I had landed on that Saturday and we were going to record that day. And then my internet decided to be broken. And so we recorded the next day. Um, so that's when we recorded. Right. So yeah, anyway, I've been adjusting back to Denver life and it's been great. Oh, last weekend was a holiday weekend. Like we had, it was Juneteenth. So we had extra day and I did a lot of like day trips and just like mini adventures. I didn't go anywhere like overnight. I was kind of maybe going to go camping, but we came out of this crazy stretch of bad weather in Denver, which like knock on wood probably is not over. Um, there's been a lot. It's really weird, honestly, because last year, like I say last year, because that was my only experience, but like typical years for sure. It's like, April is weird with some, some weather all over the place and temperatures all over the place. But by May, it's like pretty nice. And then June, July, like, you know, it gets like hot and cause it's so sunny, but then in the mountains, it's just like sunny and like cooler. Like it's honestly so ideal. I really, really like summer in Colorado, but it has been raining constantly for like all of May and half of June. Like it was crazy. And so I missed a lot of that. Yeah. When I got back, it was like a week of terrible weather again, like thunderstorms every day. Like it was almost like Florida weather <laughs> where it's like, saw, it would be nice. Like the video. Yeah. So that's, that's what video, I'm getting like, to. Red rocks. Yeah. yeah. So, so that was, so it was thunderstorms. I think there were a couple of hailstorms while I was in Virginia, but it was mostly thunderstorms like every day for like a week. And so then Juneteenth weekend was like still that for half kind of. So the weather forecast was rough. So I was like, maybe going to go camping. And then I was just like, why sign up for that? Um, but then it ended up actually being pretty nice weather, but then this past week, it has been mostly nice with a couple of storms and the storms have been hailstorms. And so that's what you saw a video of at red rocks. It was crazy. It was like, um, the hail I think was like maybe baseball sized hail. At Red Rock, I think like the biggest ones. I think most of them were smaller than that. But um, but yeah, so like it was crazy hail. I can actually share on the Instagram a video of the hail from my apartment because I took a video of it because it was like it was crazy. I mean, it was like dangerous and scary, but being cozy inside my house, it was actually like really kind of cool to watch, if I'm being honest. 
Um, so that's part of why I when you that like video. know you're safe. And yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, to be honest, like I was kind of close to my windows and at a certain point I was like, I should maybe go in the middle of the room to make sure I'm safe. Like it was pretty scary, but none of my windows broke. I was, I was shocked that my car, cause my car is not in covered parking. And I was honestly pretty shocked that there weren't any, um, cracks in the windshield the next day when I looked at it. So it was a scary storm, but red rocks is like, right at the foothills of the mountains, like farther West from Denver. And so the weather is more extreme over there than it would be here. And so the hail there was a lot worse than what I was seeing. So the video I share on our Instagram will not be what was happening at Red Rocks. Red Rocks was so much worse. There was a concert happening and it was so, there were so many people out and there's like only so many spaces to get shelter. And apparently, I don't know anyone who's there, but I've heard a lot of stories about it. Um, but apparently like the security was like, I'm sure there was a variety of people in security and how they were behaving, but apparently a lot of people had really bad experiences with security people, like not letting people get shelter. People were just getting pelted. Like the, there were like almost a hundred people injured, like 10, at least that were hospitalized from whatever injuries they got. People were like, there's pictures of like people's wounds and stuff. And like, it's insane. And then on top of that, parking at Red Rocks is really crazy. Like this is uh, sort of a fun fact, I guess, for people who don't understand, like who aren't used to that most concert venues, like it would be a big deal to park at the venue, but Red Rocks is like, they're, it's out of the way. You're not in the middle of a city. And so there's not like parking garages nearby or something like there's yeah. not really like a parking economy. So it's actually free. If you're going to Red Rocks for a concert, it's actually free to park there. Cause there's not really many other ways to get there. Like everyone kind of has to drive. So there's tons of parking. Um, I've only been once for a concert. And so there's probably lots of concerts where like, it's hard to find a spot or you have to get there really early or something. Who did you see at Red Rocks? I saw the shins last year at Red Rocks. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> it was great. So jealous. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, so like I might've had like a somewhat lucky situation of like getting there early enough that it was fine. But my impression is that it's not, it would be hard to like yeah, I don't know if this is accurate, but I think it's pretty easy to find a spot for whatever concert you're going to. I mean, the one I was at was like pretty much sold out, sold out and we didn't get there that early. Um, but the parking, you like basically have to hike from your parking spot to the arena because it's like there's there's one parking lot that's at the top that you don't have to do too much walking to get there. It's still up a nasty flight of stairs. I mean, just by the nature of what this venue is, <laughs> but most of the parking, like, I don't know who gets to park up there. I think there's handicapped spots and then probably the people who got there yesterday, <laughs> like, I don't, but, um, but the most of the parking is like, honestly, kind of a hike to get to the actual seating because you are parked in these lots that are way farther down. And so those stairs were all flooding and like people couldn't get to their cars and people couldn't get shelter. Like it just like looked oh, God. It honestly oh, like looked like something out of a horror movie. Yeah. yeah. And so. Anyway, I'm really hoping these hailstorms are behind us. The forecast has seemed okay. Uh, that was like just a couple of times this past week, but like this weekend, it's been fine. I'm only seeing sunshine. Oh, except for Thursday. Um, so do you know what I'm getting at? Do you already know my plans for later this week? <laughs> no, I don't know when the last time we talked was. Yeah, I'm going to Red Rocks on Thursday. <laughs> Or, oh, no. okay, wait, who, who are yeah. you saying? The head and the heart. Sorry. Oh, I spoiled it. It. It's like going to be huge, but yeah, apparently, apparently I just saw that 
the forecast for Thursday as of right now, which is Sunday, has a little thunderstorm uh, symbol. So definitely going to be keeping an eye on that because what we learned is that Red Rocks has no plan for if people get pelted with yeah. hail. And that is scary. I get it. It's a an outdoor venue and I bet that's really complicated, but they knew the, the forecast like earlier in that day had said it was forecasting apple-sized hail in Morrison <laughs> where Red Rocks is. And they just didn't do anything to prepare. I mean, I don't know what they thought that would happen. So hopefully that does not happen to me at the head and the heart. I don't think it will, but it made yeah, really big news. Yeah. 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 But it made really big news. So I honestly think that like, if there's like threats of situations like that in the coming weeks, like at all the rest of this summer, um, either like artists are going to be kind of forced to like take a stand or Red Rocks themselves is going to really be forced to do something ahead of time. So, cause like the, basically the implication is that the people who were going to that show last week who had tickets that probably paid 200, you know, maybe a couple hundred dollars for their tickets. They should have just lo- lost that money and known not to go because there was hell in the forecast. It wasn't supposed to be on Red Rocks yeah, to lose money on that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So anyway, I'm very excited and I'm a little bit scared, <laughs> but mostly excited. Let's hope that it's safe. Uh, yeah. We're excited for you. <laughs> Let me redirect, but Juneteenth became a holiday after I left the States. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately I personally had never really heard of it until maybe like 2018 or something like, so did you do anything to mark Juneteenth or like, what even is becoming the American tradition broader out, you know, as it broadens to more of the American community, um, around Juneteenth, or is it just another like travel weekend with sales at certain stores? So far, what I've been seeing is really kind of the just another long weekend. My hope, what one thing I've got, been kind of seeing some chatter about is that instead of the 4th of July being the biggest thing, we should use Juneteenth as the biggest thing. Because tr- truly, that's the real like American Independence Day as far as like yeah. more if Americans being free- independent. Yeah, or freedom, right? Like if we're, if we're celebrating yeah. freedom, right? Like this should obviously be the big moment of we finally realize what we've been talking about for a hundred years. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I do hope that like w- what it turns into in the future is like a lot of fun celebrations and stuff like that. And I know that there's a lot more out there that I haven't taken advantage of, but, um, so far for the most part, people are just like sweet another day off. And, you know, I, I hope that that changes a little bit. I guess first things first, we should maybe not ban books that like tell the truth about it. And like, yeah, there we can get to <laughs> bigger, yeah. better things, but let's, let's lay the groundwork of actually teaching it. Cause obviously it was a gap in both of our educations. Yeah. Um, what else, anything else on your side? Well, yeah. So that was all the last two weeks, but this weekend, like today and yesterday has been pride in Denver. So I've been doing lots of Pride festivities and my number one activity has been trying not to get sunburned. And so far I'm like mostly successful mm-hmm. in that. I just have a few random patches. So uh, a huge win You're on just that. beaming with pride. You're like yes. so proud. It just shows all over. I'm your so skin. proud of my non-sunburn, <laughs> but yeah, it's been really fun. Like honestly, so fun. I didn't go to any pride festivities last year. Um, so the last time I've really been to any, well, okay. I did. I actually happened to be in, um, Steamboat Springs for their pride. So I did like pop around some stuff for that, but I didn't go to Denver pride. And then 
before that, I've only been to DC Pride once. And DC Pride is definitely a lot bigger than Denver Pride. It's like crazy. But um, so it was, it was really fun. It's been just like a super fun couple of days. It's been a blast. So I was at the parade this morning. And for the listeners, I was late for recording because I was coming from the Pride Parade. Which is also why you had to get your hair dyed so that you would have the nice, vibrant color for the Yeah, I can't say it wasn't good timing. It was really nice that my hair was pretty fresh and bright. I felt uh, a kinship with all the other people with cool hair, but then I felt jealous (laughs) of the people with cooler hair. (laughs) (laughs) Well, cool. Um, Sounds like a nice, like, coming back to Colorado and having, like, activities to do and um, just starting to enjoy the summer and everything. That's great. Yeah, it does. It really does feel like I left when it wasn't summer and came back and it was summer. (laughs) So it's been fun, but yeah, let's hear about your little trip to Lisbon. So we kind of referenced this earlier and when we recorded the Estonia episode, but, um, tell us what you did. Yeah. Um, this was like the weekend after Estonia or something pretty close after the Estonia trip. I I got to do a lot. I I got to do a little bit of beach time, um, which is a little bit outside the city and then um, do like a day trip kind of up into the hills to look at a town there, which we'll get into. And then uh, a couple of days of like prowling around the city. So it, it was great. Like, I really feel like I got to do quite a bit around there and like of the like list of things to do in Lisbon, I probably checked off a lot, but I want to start with what I think might be your favorite fact about Lisbon. Do you have any, like, do you know anything about Lisbon? No, I honestly don't. And this morning I was thinking, oh, I should do kind of what I did for Estonia where I looked some stuff up and I didn't do it. So I'm coming in totally, honestly, totally. I, I guess I know, I know a little bit. I've seen pictures of it. So I know that it's very like hilly and stuff like that, but I don't know like a thing about the culture or even the history or anything. So I'm, I'm thinking a lot of the listeners will be in a similar position. So we are all in the same boat, maybe most of us, but yeah, I don't know a thing. Okay, let's try an experiment. And if it doesn't work, you can cut it. Um, But can you just Google Lisbon um, and look around at some pictures and screen share with me so I can hear your reaction as you're looking at things. But I want to see if just like a quick image search will will cue you into what I think is going to be your favorite thing about Lisbon. Um, And then if this crashes, no harm, no foul. Yeah, I figured this would would really go with your uh, geo guesser. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh yeah listeners I like started sharing my screen with Waitrell and GeoGuessr was up like I'm googling it from that tab so <laughs> um okay this is fun wait should I just go into Google Maps instead of looking at the pictures or should I look at the pictures no no specifically okay. pictures oh man they're all so specific I don't know if we're gonna get to what I want okay wait wait that first image click on the very first Wikipedia image up one. Oh, that's a really pretty sunset <laughs> Does anything in this picture look familiar to a place that you've been? Oh, it looks just like the San Francisco Bay Bridge. Is that what it's called? Yeah. 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 So that looks exactly like it. Yes. Okay. So now I want you to look up um, Lisbon, April 25th Bridge. What the heck? Yeah. It has a Golden Gate Bridge. It has the same bridge, like literally the same American company built a bridge in Lisbon. So it looks exactly <laughs> like the San Francisco Bay Bridge. Like how exactly. did I not know about this? Wait, also the Bay Bridge is different. The Golden Gate is not the same as the Bay Bridge, right? I said it wrong. Um <laughs> I honestly don't remember. I always like I, I think so. when I see that bridge, I think Golden Gate. One second. Yeah, no, it's definitely Golden Gate. Um 
Yeah. The Bay Bridge is the other one, but holy crap. How did I not know? How does everyone not know this? I don't know. I didn't know either until I saw it. So that's um, crazy. This bridge was, was completed in 1966. The, the Lisbon one, <laughs> basically um, part of like a big part of Lisbon's history is that they had a terrible earthquake in 1755, like really decimated the city. So wow. anything that they built in the following uh, centuries, really, they kept in mind this like horrific earthquake in their designs. Um, and apparently when they put the bid out, you know, to compete for the contract to build a bridge, um, they were really conscientious of places that had a similar topography. And like, I was going to say, they were like, hey, California, we've had, we've had some earthquakes. We, we need help. Yeah, exactly. And like, you know, San Francisco famously has like the 1908 earthquake or something, Yeah, um, which was really bad. So yeah, they basically like they hired the same company to like just redo their thing, um, thinking that the the um, design would be well suited. Wow. Okay, that's yeah. wild. I figured you get a kick out of that one. And I, I, I was just like you, like we were like, we were driving when we first got there. And I'm like, you know, that, that kind of looks like the <laughs> bridge. And my friend um, had been to Lisbon a few times before. And he's like, well, actually, like, <laughs> yeah, um, which was great. Cause then I went out with like a different group of friends, like the next night and I sounded. And you were the one, you were the one, yeah. I, what I, well, actually person. <laughs> that's amazing. And wow. That's a great <laughs> Yeah, me too. Okay. Everyone listening. So actually, <laughs> there's the bridge in Lisbon. <laughs> you heard it from me first. Um, okay, but yeah, all right. So debrief. Um, so I my first like day there, I was um, at Carcavelos, uh, one of the beaches out there. This is one of the best beaches I've ever been to. I am not a huge beach person. Um, it's a struggle for for our kind um, to to be at the beach. Um, yeah, you got to be proud of that non sunburned skin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I really am like more of a like, just go walk around a city type, but it was great to get started there. Beautiful, beautiful beach. My hotel room, like looked out at the beach and I got, uh, you know, I was hanging out there with some friends, played some volleyball. Um, and we got dinner in Kashkais, uh, which is like a really cute beach town. And we got pre pre chicken, um, which my, I, what I gathered is pre pre is like a like a seasoning for them. It's like yeah. supposed to be kind of hot sauce, not hot. Um, is that how you pronounce it? Puri puri or pre pre again. Okay. I've, this is I've just embarrassing me because I've always know. said in my head, like peri peri, but I don't think I've ever said it out loud. So maybe it is peri peri. I don't know. I, no, no, no. I'm, you're probably right. You were there. Um, okay. But have you been to, um, Nando's with me before in Virginia? I've had the sauce. I haven't been, um, okay. But yeah, no, it's just like what, you know, it's almost like sweet and sour sauce. Like it's not, it not spicy. Um, but like I've, yeah. we had Portuguese friends with us who were like, no, no, you need to get a set of, yeah, a set of wings without it. Like, it's just too spicy and it's <laughs> becoming a trend of like, I thought it was a Japanese thing, but also like a lot of Southern European countries are, this, well, all European countries are the same where it's like, there's an aversion to spice. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. But it was good chicken. Uh, nice. Yeah. I really like Nando's. I've had it in there's like DC locations or Arlington. And then, um, I've had it in London too. It's like a, it's mostly British, <laughs> which would explain a lot, but I think, yeah, I think in London, that's like, okay, we're going to get spicy, spicy, spicy food. Brace <laughs> <laughs> yourself. Um, okay. So the, I did like some beach time. It was great. Super pretty, um, good sunsets and 
big surfing scene, like all of that really great. Um, if, if you go to Lisbon, definitely make time to go to the beaches because they're world-class. And then my day trip was out to Sintra. So it's like up in the hills, like you can look down on kind of the whole like flat area leading to the coast and you can see the city from there, but it's like up in the mountains and there's like the town of Sintra has a lot of old churches and like kind of like castles and a couple palaces that are centuries old. And what I gathered was that they were kind of like fortresses as um, the Portuguese were like reclaiming or claiming, I guess there wasn't really like a proper Portugal before, but uh, when what would become the Portuguese were taking over the land from the Moors. Um, this was like an area that they gained footing in with the Knights Templar and all that and um, built a fortress on the hill, basically. Um, but the main one I went to is Palacio de Peña, and it is stunning. They like recently repainted it towards the end of the 20th century. So the colors are like really great right now, but it's just like this beautiful castle that had been kind of a monastery. Um, and then in like kind of the 18th, 19th century, the Royals kind of had it as like a retreat from outside of Lisbon. It was never like the main estate of the Royals or anything like that, but various members of the Royal family liked being there um, until the Royal family was no more, but it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. And it's like a complete like postcard, like in real life kind of situation. Yeah. But Sintra itself has like a few like smaller castles and other like cool structures around it. So I just walked around and saw a few different really cool places. Like it was, it was a great day trip where you could really see a lot of really great architecture and history, like churches that are 800 years old and and that kind of stuff Um, just out in the hills. And it was great. And around the uh, Palacio de Peña, like they have like extensive grounds. Um, And it was like, you know, all like, foresty almost it almost had like a jungle vibe honestly um so it was cool to wow. like be walking right outside and in the shade yeah um, <laughs> they had like some lakes with like really cool old architecture in it and let's see oh like yeah so like the the grounds like so the the castle is like really up on like the peak peak right so the grounds mm-hmm. are all kind of like downhill from that mm-hmm. right very steep um and there were a couple like old like cave things I'll just have to post the video, but it's like very creepy. Like you could tell that they, they used to have a function, but they kind of their mentality is like to let nature grow around these things. And they, uh-huh. They're not really restrictive, but like about like, you know, controlling the, the nature or pruning things or anything like that. But like, there are these like, right. like dark places to look into that are like, man, you know, like manhole cave type situations <laughs> how something at some point. Like, so I have at least one like creepy video that we can post. Um, Interesting. Like looking into the darkness and being like, I definitely don't see eyes looking back at me. Yep, definitely not. <laughs> Move along. <laughs> Interesting. I'm I'm very intrigued by that. I know I made you watch The Conjuring. I don't think I've made you watch, the <laughs> but I was thinking of the nun for anybody who's watching. <laughs> I was walking around these grounds. I've only wait. I think you spoiled the nun on this podcast before. <laughs> Probably it was it was yeah, a this is- experience for me. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, this was like an old monastery in the mountains. <laughs> it's a close enough comparison, you know, we're in Southern Europe. Like, but I think anyone who's seen the previews for The Nun has seen enough to know what you're scared of, right? Like that The Nun just, boom, pops up right there, right? <laughs> yup. Yup. Oh, anyway, <laughs> uh, that was a great day trip. Um, 
All right, what else did I do? So then the next couple of days, I just did some proper like bouncing around the city itself. Um, and one of the first things I did downtown was to go to what claims to be the oldest bookstore in the world, um, which I'd actually found out about from mom. Thanks, mom. Oh. Uh, and that just kind of like got me in a reading mood. So I bought um, a book there and then not all public libraries were open, but nearby Google informed me that there was like a public library which was actually it was like a some kind of like art institute or art college for sure like in an old building that had like some statues and stuff around that you could see like there are parts that were like an exhibit that like the public could come look at but it was like active like there were students around and like I could hear like some kind of like sanding or construction type thing going on and then there was like a corner where they were like shooting a film like there was like a lot of creative like actual student thingies going on around me um and they had like a little cafe so I just got um some coffee and like sat up in, in their courtyard and just like read for a while while this was going on around me um nice like the national art institute or something something like that like art institute of lisbon or something but it's right around the corner from the oldest bookstore in the world so I read there for a while and just kind of like had the vibes of just like chilling and, and reading and experiencing the space uh, uh, um wait real quick what book were you reading Great question. MK and I are reading the, Lord, the rereading the Lord of the Rings together right Ooh. now. So yeah. that's what you bought in Portugal. You bought a copy of the Lord of the Rings in Portugal. Yeah. So I accidentally left my Kindle at home. And so I was like reading the fellowship off of my phone and I wasn't like thrilled with that. And I would have preferred like a, um, a hard copy. Yeah. Of everything. Um, and I was like, I don't really want to buy like just some random book. I know I want to read this book. So let me buy this. Yeah. Here um nice so yeah I just have a random copy of fellowship now but they like stamped it like this book was certified as purchased in the world yeah yeah that's cool that's a good book to buy when you know you already want to own it like that's a great book to buy at a store like that yeah that was like my thought around it um although I will make the same comment here that I did when we talked about the oldest restaurant in the world in Madrid like I wonder what Guinness's like process is like the world's a big place books are pretty common now um a big pretty big part of human history so there are other places that sell books in different parts of the world so yeah again that's a job that I wouldn't mind having like you know (laughs) finding out whether this is the oldest bookstore in the world go we'll pay you (laughs) you should apply um also speaking of you forgot your Kindle. I thought my Kindle was lost. I like almost bought a new Kindle because I have not been able to find my Kindle for months and I finally found it. So this is just a little shout out to the Kindle corner. of like, glad we have our e-readers. So where was the Kindle? It's embarrassing. It was in an obvious spot. It was just in my bedroom, but like under things that I wouldn't have thought it was under, you know? <laughs> nice. <laughs> Um, okay, so let's talk museums. I went to, uh, I stopped at like this beautiful 800 year old church, chilled for a bit, which besides just having like really nice art um, and being like usually pretty good examples of architecture and, and different like carvings and that kind of stuff or like grand organs like this one had, like when you're walking around Europe in the summertime, finding an open door to a church is usually kind of a nice thing because you know you can just go and sit yes yeah with or without ac at least you're not in the sun like lisbon is very very sunny um so i went to i I don't know if i wrote down the name of the church but super old church in lisbon there are a bunch of them it was beautiful 
I went. Can you pause for one second? Yes. I got fixated on the Lisbon is very sunny comment because Denver has a one of the like marketing sayings with Denver is that there's 300 days of sunshine a year. So I just Googled how sunny is Lisbon. <laughs> and uh, according to portugalgetaways.com, <laughs> I'm going to get better about setting my sources here when it's something like that. Uh, not only does the nearly 300 days of sunshine, summer accounting for the ma- vast majority of these days, of course, uh, blah, blah, blah. It's about attracting tourists, but anyway, so when you say Lisbon is very sunny, it's apparently equally sunny to the marketing version of Colorado, not the 2023 version of Colorado. Well, Denver. <laughs> well, then you're basically in Lisbon already, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't need to go anywhere. I've got my coast. I've got some Lake coast, you know? <laughs> um, okay. Sorry. Keep going. <laughs> I did. Oh, I went up, um, to, the uh, castle Sao Jorge, St. Joseph, probably Jorge. Yeah. And it's like oh, right probably St. George. I don't know. Jorge. <laughs> it's own name. We don't need to anglicize it. Up to, uh, it's like they overlook the whole city. Like it's it's on the like highest point, basically. Um, super cool high walls, great views, all that. Um, but it's cool because it was like, um, originally built by the Arabic population was in control of the area. And then like the Christians took over it and continued to use it after that. But it's got like a, a cool, like the Lisbon is pretty cool. Cause like all of the main players in the Mediterranean um, had control of it at some point. Right. Or Portugal mm-hmm. at large, I should say. Right. Mm-hmm. So like the Phoenicians were involved for a bit. There was some kind of like Celtic, maybe Viking situation going on for a bit. Um, and then the Moors came in and had it for a hot sec. And then like, I guess you would call them Christian, like what would become Portuguese um, took over the country. And then really like we're able to stand firm against Spain because I like have this bad habit of just lumping Portugal and Spain together mm-hmm. in my concept of history, but remained independent from Spain, even after Spain, like also gained its independence from the Moors or, or established Spain, I should say, but Anyway, um, the the castle on the hill, um, really beautiful sights overlooking the city, big peacocks, which are just like prima donna birds that screech and need <laughs> attention constantly. Uh, it was cool to kind of see that history of like the different groups of people who had control of Portugal at different points. That is cool. And it, yeah. And obviously it, it took some climbing to get up there. There's like... The main plaza, like on the water, right? Like you can be in kind of a really flat area for a while. And then like, you'll want to go to a different neighborhood and that's when you'll have to climb, right? Like it's not mm. constant hills everywhere around the city, but if you're trying to go from that flat part to certain other parts of the city, you're going to have to go uphill to get there. Gotcha. Um, yeah, that makes, that's interesting. That's an interesting layout. I'm guessing it, it really means is. that the elevation change came first and then people built neighborhoods around that basically. Yeah. And I think that's another one of the reasons people like draw comparisons to San Francisco. Obviously, I was going to say, this is just sounding so San Francisco. (laughs) Because our six hours make us experts, but yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. We're San Francisco experts for sure. Let's see. Where else did I go? I went to, they have, um, there's this church. Well, I guess a monastery, it's called the Carmo monastery, but like a big church that has like attached buildings. Right. Um, and it was like pretty much completely demolished by the earthquake. Um, and then they were going to like rebuild it, but then like other 
people, I guess, influenced by the romanticism movement, according to the museum. They're like, no, it's like, it's its, its own like Gothic vibe to just leave it this big open space and, you know, remember the history of the earthquake. So ultimately they didn't rebuild it. So it's just this big, wow. it reminds me, yeah, it reminds me of places I've been that have been bombed, honestly, like whole mm. ceiling's gone and you just get like the sides are still there and some structures, but it's like hollowed out like grass where it used to be a cathedral. And then some of the back rooms are preserved, you know, with the ceilings and everything. And that's where they have some artifacts and a little video about the history. But that was the Carmo Monastery. Um, and it's it's striking, just a big hollow church, basically. Wow. Some other churches, other castles. Uh, what I'm going to talk about next, I went to... You could Heronimos? Thank you, Heronimos. Okay, so let's talk about that. That was like, I think the main, the last main like site that I went to. Um, but I got there and of course, being me, I didn't buy my ticket ahead of time, but there was like a line specifically for people who bought their tickets ahead of time. And I'm like, this mm-hmm. is probably a faster line. So like I bought a ticket online real quick that was like supposed to get me in right at that time. Um, we ended up standing there for like an hour after our like entry time. And there was like a, a, a family in front of me that they were like, irate at like, why would we bother buying tickets if there's no point? Like, because there was, it wasn't just yeah. getting in. It was like, they were letting in random people, like, uh, uh, like privileges for apparently no reason. They're like, well, we might as well have just gone and bought a ticket right now. Cause there was clearly no organization here. So it was just, it was crazy. Cause people were getting angry, but getting angry in different languages. Cause yeah. <laughs> They like spoke English, but they also were primarily speaking Spanish. And like the guard was like mostly speaking in Portuguese, but he spoke better Spanish than he spoke English. So he was like speaking to them in Spanish, but other people in English. And then there was this like, um, what seemed like a Chinese couple that spoke great English and they were speaking to the guard in English, but everybody was angry. We we're standing in the sun for an hour. Uh, like, oh, yeah. This just like validates my never buying tickets ahead of time because <laughs> try to play that game I'm just exposing myself to sunlight for an hour Um, (laughs) but when we finally got in it was really cool uh good architecture they're like some of the most famous people from Portuguese history are buried there but it's an old hundreds of euros old monastery um and posting that picture in the snap story is how uh rice was able to guess the city so shout out rice yeah Okay, but yeah, that was the big last big landmark I went to. Um, and then in terms of activities, the last like main to-do list activity I did was to take the tram 28, which like the theme of the day was just queuing. Like I had to stand in line for a long time for the tram as well. It's it, I think it was originally built in like the 20s or 30s or something, but it like takes you around like a lot of the most famous buildings and most famous sites in the city. So it's like really, it's it's the same price as any other public transportation. It's just a public transportation tram tram that runs on a public transportation schedule, but like it's gotten very famous over the years because it covers so much um, and so many of the most famous places. Um, and so I stood in line for that. And then, you know, it, you follow it all the way one way. And then to get catch the return, you stand the line again to catch the return. Um, but it was fun. I'm glad I did it in the end. And it's like this cute little cable car. Um, they have like commercial versions of it that like use the same tracks um, and can pick you up at the same spot um, where you obviously pay more than the public transportation price. And I think that one, honestly, like they, they probably talk you through the sites as you go along, like our our tram driver was not going to give us like a tour of the city. Right. Just, yeah. 
transportation. So, and it was less crowded. So I'm sure like, honestly, if you're looking for a good experience and looking to see sites and learn something about it, like it might be worth actually paying for the commercial car, but like nobody wants to ride that tram. They want to ride like the yellow one that is on all the postcards and that Lisbon is famous for. And I do too wanted to do that. So I stood in line. <laughs> um, okay. So then for my last meal, there was actually just like a Portuguese restaurant right across. Like I stayed in like the very concentrated um, area, like right near the main square um, that had a lot going on, a lot of stores and a lot of um, restaurants and stuff, but there's this nice Portuguese restaurant right across from me that like, it didn't have somebody outside of it trying to reel you in. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm, I'm down for that. So I went there and they put me at a table right by the door. Um, so there, they did have somebody like watching, you know, down the street, basically it was just like, they weren't aggressive. Like a lot of people. Yeah. They are. just weren't being so desperate about it. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. embarrassing yourself. Right. Throwing a menu in your face or anything like that. Yeah. Um, they were basically just like, if you came up to them, like, oh yeah, let me help seat you. Um, so that guy like was standing pretty near me. Um, and like we made eye contact a couple of times, like an older gentleman seemed very nice. And he actually had pretty decent English, although we didn't really talk that much. Um, but I got like a vegetarian, um, paella. They had like reasonable single serving size paella. Mm. Um, yeah. And I got a glass of port, which somehow was my first uh, glass of port the whole weekend, but, um, it was like a great way to end the night or the trip. Um, and it was funny, like at the end of the meal, he brought out like a special, I think it may have been like another glass. It, oh, it was probably sherry. Honestly, that's what it tasted like, but he brought like a special little something, which isn't like that uncommon in a lot of re- European restaurants, mm-hmm. like to get a little, yeah, I guess at the end, but like he wasn't, he didn't do that to any other tables, just me. So can we, can we do a poll? Does the poll have to be on a story or can we post a poll with our post when we post about this episode? I mean, we can do like an informal comment, your vote or something, but okay, otherwise whatever a story, whatever you deem to be the best way I want, <laughs> I want to pull the listeners. Do they think that he gave me the shot? Um, a, because I finished my meal, which I did clean plate, um, clean plate club, <laughs> yeah, clean plate club. Uh, B, because he felt bad that I was eating alone, which that's kind of what I was thinking, but it was a great meal. I had a great time. It was not like this sad, lonely person. Right. Oh yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe he, that was, you know, he just looked over, made eye contact with me eating alone at, at, they literally put me at a a table facing the door. So that very well could be it or C just because, uh, he liked me and I was like a young lady sitting alone or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Yeah. We'll we'll, we'll put a story poll. And if you're listening to this after those stories are live, let us know in the comments, (laughs) but I would wait. I'd like a little bit of more information, um, before I made my vote, because I think like you eating alone could be it for sure. But also like, what was this guy's like age or did he feel like he was like looking at you with like flirty eyes or like, what's that vibe? Nice eyes, not flirty eyes. Um, and he was old enough that I would believe that he was the the proprietor, like, but he was operating not quite in like the role I would expect an owner to operate in. It was hard to tell. He like very well could have been the owner. He seemed like a senior member of the family. Um, mm-hmm. but he was just like standing at the door and seating people for the most part, except when he went back to grab my sherry and bring it up. Um 
So I like I would believe that he was the owner, but he was certainly just like an a, like an older gentleman, you know, 50s, 60s that seemed to be a member of the family who owned the restaurant and, and just, you know, worked there with everybody. Um, but not flirty eyes, just like, you know, like a, a casual, we made eye contact, smile, kind of normal thing. Um, and he was like, oh, was it good? And I was like, yeah, it was really good. And I, yeah, that's why I think maybe the clean plate thing could be part of it. Um, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. These are fun options. Did, did you catch him like making eye contact with other people or was it kind of like, oh, he, he kept catching your eyes the most maybe? I'm like trying to think of how he would be singling you out. And I feel like that makes sense. It was mostly because of like geographically where my table was. Right. Your location. Yeah. Yeah. Geographically. It's because you were in Portugal. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. He was like, Rachel, Rachel, the Rachel (laughs) is in Lisbon right now. Like, yeah, she's getting a glass of sherry. He gave me the glass knowing that that would get him on the pod. That's really what it's about. (laughs) Um, Sir, if you're listening, (laughs) thank you for giving Rachel that sherry. Well, he was nice in a non-creepy way. Um, honestly, I don't think the flirty answer is the answer in my mind. I don't, I, I do not think in my mind that the flirty answer is the answer, but I needed an option C. So we'll throw that on there. Well, okay. I guess I interpreted, I thought I was turning it into being flirty. I don't think you phrased it as though it was like, you said he liked you. I don't think you, I wasn't taking that to mean like it was necessarily him flirting like romantically. I thought it was more like he was recognizing like, hey, we've been vibing all night because we keep catching each other's eyes, like just in like a friendly way, not necessarily like a flirty way. That's fair. Yeah. I think it's a valid option. (laughs) It sounds like a great dining alone experience though. Shout out to dining alone. I love it. I think it's a fun thing to do when you're like in the mood for it and like don't have somebody that you want to be spending dinner with. Like, I don't think that people should feel ashamed of sitting alone in a restaurant. And I don't, I don't think that's what he, well, I did say, I thought that, but now I think that he was being your friend. I think you've talked yourself into all of the answers. I did. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So first poll is what you think you're for yourself. What you think is the answer. Second poll is what you think I said the answer is because I've said them all and I can't decide. (laughs) Um, yeah, no, it, this was one of my more properly solo trips. I obviously like hung out with some friends um, on the beach day. But other than that, like for Sintra and for all the downtown stuff, um, it was just me hanging out. That's awesome. um, and it was it was nice. And like I said, I got a lot of reading done. I I reached the point where I realized like I've done a lot of travel lately and I need to fit in a little bit of vacation in those travels, mm-hmm. which I'm not the best at. And it's not always something that I need. Um, but I think it is important sometimes to fit in some downtime and not really what it meant was that I wasn't stressing myself out if I wasn't doing something big in every moment while I was there. Cause sometimes, Mm -hmm. especially like if you plan this big trip, like, you know, the trips we've taken, right. Where it's like every moment there's gotta be something like I paid for a plane ticket to come to Europe and I gotta do something every moment of the day. Like part of living out here for me should be that like, I don't put excessive pressure to always be doing something in the cities that I'm visiting because a, it's not as expensive for me to get there while I'm living here and be like, if I do that every trip, then, then there is no downtime because I'm pretty much right. So I should probably like, yeah. Relax. One of the places I read, I actually called mom and dad from um, the like botanical garden, like the national botanical garden. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just sat there and like, I talked to mom and dad for a while. And then I read for a while and it was beautiful. And it was like, still going to like a landmark within the city, but it was mm-hmm. like planned at downtime. That wasn't just like, going and you know 
reading things in a museum for a few hours, which we all know that I love. Um, it was like a little more relaxing than that. Um, so I think having a solo awesome. trip allows for some of that. Uh, okay, and then the last story is uh, my big pride experience for the month was that like I inadvertently joined the pride parade in Lisbon. Ooh. Uh, like <laughs> joined the parade is a really interesting phrase. I, I cannot wait to hear more. <laughs> Well, it, clearly your reaction is accurate and you know me well, because it wasn't so much of a joining as like an awkwardly like, oh, you guys are going this way. Like, I'm kind of going that way, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like I so while I was at that Carmo Monastery, like the big hollowed out earthquake church place. Um, I was in there. I'm like walking out to go back towards my hotel and I'm like, there's like some kind of like drumming noise. And like that wasn't like super abnormal around dinner time and later into the night for like the touristy district that I was staying in. Cause like some of the restaurants would like play music or people would just like dance in the street and play music and stuff. So like, it's not crazy to hear music, but like, this was like drumming, you know, like, like a beat. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Let's see what's going on here. And like, I had to walk down some stairs to get to my hotel and like literally the main street that like from the bottom of the stairs to get to my hotel, like there was a parade blocking me from getting to my hotel. I'm like, Oh, it's a pride parade, <laughs> um, <laughs> which was great. And it was cute. And I like, I stood there cause I wanted like to see the different groups, right? Like be a spectator at the parade. That was my plan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I did, I got to see like the different groups that were represented and like some of the messages and stuff. And it was cute. There were some great outfits. Only saw one drag queen that I noticed, but she went all out and was awesome and like really worked in the crowd and it was great um and then it passed and like cool that was great I'm glad I got to see it all like ran into my hotel to drop off the fellowship because it was a bit bulky to carry around when I wasn't intending to read it um yeah drop some things off grab some things um and then I was gonna go grab some dinner and I like had known of this like um this market that was closer to the water that has some food stalls it almost felt like the Christmas markets that we've been to right yeah little square with established stalls that was kind of a permanent thing even though they didn't seem like permanent structures it's like oh I bet there's some like good street eats there that I could go and grab um so I started walking that direction and I caught back up with the parade I'm like oh okay I guess you guys are walking this way too so it was like (laughs) on the side like I kept like looking over so like a spectator like not that there was anything wrong with joining. It would have been fun to join, but like, I just wasn't like, that wasn't really where my headspace was at. Like, <laughs> still trying to like navigate to where I wanted dinner. And like, did you like up. dance a little bit, have some pep in your step at least? You know, in like the awkward kind of way, like, just like, yeah. Hello, hello. <laughs> um, But I was hungry, you know, and like, it really was like about getting yeah. to dinner. And so along the way, I got like a little bit ahead of like the main group. And there was like this big square where some of you know, people very decked out for pride were gathering like, okay, yeah, this is the collection point. This is where they're all heading. I'm safe. Right. So I kind of walk past that and get closer to the food markets and then like look back behind me. I'm like, no, they're still coming. (laughs) (laughs) And sure enough, we like all walked to these markets, like these little food stalls where I was going to try to get food. Um, And they like arrived around the same time I did. So those lines were not going to be worth it for my. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that is my story of how I super intentionally planned on going to Pride this year and successfully went to Pride Lisbon. Um, 
I will say one of the reasons I, I wasn't aware of the parade in the first place is because I, I thought that I was going to be there during Pride and like tried to look it up. But a lot of the dates I was getting was for the following weekend. So I literally didn't mm. expect it because I thought I was missing it by a week. And I was like, oh, okay. Interesting. No. Yeah. Um, okay. I have a question about the parade. Were they like handing out candy or like random things? Like I got this wristband, I got sunglasses, I got a little Burger King style hat, <laughs> nothing. No, not a lot of handouts. I want to say somebody had some kind of flyers, um, but it, they weren't like throwing things out at the, at the crowd or anything like that. They were just having fun walking together. Yeah. Um, there were a couple more serious messages as you might suspect, um, mm-hmm. but not a lot of like handouts or anything like that. And how big was like the spectator crowd? Was it like pretty crowded? Honestly, a lot of them were kind of like me where they were just tourists who like accidentally there. like, okay, cool. <laughs> like it wasn't like a huge crowd. It's like, I think the people who assembled for the parade weren't assembling to spectate. They like participated. So like the people who yeah. were spectators were like me where they would like had their trip to Lisbon planned. And then it happened to be like in the middle of a pride parade. So they like stopped and watched kind of thing. Um, so yeah, it was like not nobody, like the streets were lined, but it wasn't like, you know, lining up for a parade specifically, like they were just on the street and a parade happened and they're like, Oh, I'll watch. That makes sense. Well, cool. That sounds so fun. I'm glad that you ended up going to pride. We had just been like talking. I think you and I were like, you know, talking about this recently off air, um, just about like pride and that I was going to Denver pride and that you haven't gotten to go to pride in the U S and Lottie So like, that's fun that you did end up stumbling into a pride. Yeah. And part of the the direction of our conversation was that I had looked up pride in Lisbon and thought that I was going to miss it. And I did not. So yeah. Cool. <laughs> cool. I think I've covered pretty much bite site memory, like site, the Placio de Pena in Sintra, like, Oh my God. So cool. Yeah. That sounds yeah. incredible bite they have um pastel de nata which is um like a custard pastry like a little custard tart mm-hmm. um which reminds me very much of hong kong um egg tarts it's Ooh. kind of the same thing um and i'm sure there was some influence there because that was a british colony blah 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 um, um quick pause i think the listeners have never heard you mention hong kong so fun fact everyone rachel's been to hong kong <laughs> It's possible you've mentioned it, but I don't think you have. Really? Oh, yeah. That was my first uh, trip outside of the United States. Um, we'll we'll get M on 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 the pod sometime, and we'll debrief that one. But yeah, uh, my first trip outside of the United States was Hong Kong. But they have they have an egg tart, which is also like popular in Taiwan, like just kind of in the Cantonese region of um, southern China. Mm-hmm. which a whole charge thing to say, but the, yes, like the, the area yeah. needs what is Southern China, but yeah, so, um, they have that pastry and, but the difference that I found with the, uh, Portuguese in Portugal version, uh, was they put like some cinnamon on top. It was really good. Ooh, that sounds really yeah, good. Yeah, that might um, be my best bite. Good food. There's some good food. Um, and then trying the port was nice. I think I want to go to Porta, um, which is where the, you know, the name of the wine comes from more north in Portugal and there's good wine country up there. I don't know anything about it except from GeoGuessr. I definitely know the names of the places. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. It's a starting point for the conversation. It's great. I I know Porta. (laughs) Yeah. Like every city or country I mentioned, you're like, oh, I've seen that on GeoGuessr. So, hey, whatever (laughs) you have to do to connect. Future Rachel here. Um, 
So it serves me right for not slowing down and doing bite sight memory properly and just kind of assuming I talked about everything because I forgot um, my best bite was actually a churro, um, which it's been great to kind of compare different churros in different locations. And this one was super different. So I wanted to talk about it with you all. Um, basically it was closer to a donut than like just, you know, funnel cake or, or fried dough. I was walking through, um, like the higher ground part, um, neighborhood of Lisbon and like stumbled upon this little market that had like some food stands and stuff. Um, I couldn't tell if it was just like a summer festival or if it was going to be related to pride. I think it was just like a summer series, um, of like live shows on a stage, um, kind of small deal, but they had food stands and I stopped and got a churro and it was, um, thicker than like a Mexican churro would be and a little bit, I mean, I guess about the, the like length of a Mexican churro, but it was thicker and it came with filling. So you like had these options. You could pick a fruity one like strawberry or something or Nutella or just regular chocolate. And I chose like just the regular cream filling. And it had like all the crispy cinnamony goodness of a churro with like that really nice cream filling on the inside. And was just a little bit denser than what I'm used to with churros. And it was so good. Um, And like I said, like pretty much just like an elongated donut, but not like an eclair, more like a portable handheld crispy donut. And it was delicious. Anyway, thanks for listening. Um, and then memory was probably inadvertently joining the parade. Um, yeah, so that's all. Kind of that, yeah. um, cool. Also, honestly, it sounds like the like being in the botanic gardens, sorry, botanical gardens, that's the normal name for it. But in Denver, they only say botanic gardens. So I've gotten that habit. Um, being in botanical gardens and just having like a phone call and reading session. That's like, sounds to me like the type of thing that would kind of be a lasting memory, honestly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't think they would mind me saying this, but mom and dad were like, I bet there's like a live camera for this garden. We're going to try to see you. And like, <laughs> go down a Google rabbit hole. <laughs> like, try to see if they have a live feed. And they're like, oh, the other garden has a live feed, but not this one. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really solid idea. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah they were getting resourceful with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it definitely reminded me of in Madrid when my friends and I were like, we just need to go sit in a park for a while. And we went to like the main park in Madrid and just like sat in the grass for a bit. I think that's it. Um, cool history there. A lot about Knights Templar. Um, one of the things for me was like seeing castles and remembering that it's not just like this romantic Disney version of, or even like the castles that we've seen in mm-hmm. you know Bavaria, which were very much decorative and, and made mm-hmm. for um like kind of the the whimsy and tastes of one particular prince these castles were like either places of worship or fortresses like they had very practical purposes and very defensive purposes for why they were built and it was kind of cool to remember like that's the the real origin of like what we would consider a european medieval castle right Um, yeah but it's still like beautiful you know and and romantic in the way that we're used to with our fairy tales so it's kind of cool to remember that uh, but yeah, yeah. Portugal, really cool history and it was cool like to like actually acknowledge it as its own thing and not like my mind like lumping the whole Iberian Peninsula together um, as the common history because it is very distinct and it's very proud of having never been like taken over by Spain. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, that's super cool. Um, I am jealous. I definitely want to go to Portugal too, but clearly I don't know, like didn't know anything about it. So this has been really fun for me to learn. Uh, would you suggest that people go to Portugal? Um, I think that if you've been to San Francisco, then you're not missing anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 100% would recommend it. Bring the sunscreen though, for sure. Yep. Um, cool. Well, this is super fun. I'm excited to maybe someday go to Portugal myself. <laughs> now that I, this is what happens. I sit here and I listen and I learn about a place from you. And then I'm like, okay, cool. Sounds good. <laughs> when do I get a ticket? What's the Denver to Lisbon <laughs> flight itinerary look like? Yeah. Is that one on the frontier itinerary? Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Um, sweet. Well, thanks for, uh, telling us about it. I'm excited to see and hear what our listeners have to say about theories for the polls we talked about earlier, but awesome. Um, cool. Do you have any previews for any future travel that we'll be covering in your next several months? We've just been like taking a lot of trips. We just kind of throw it at people, but anything you want to tease? Um, I'll tease, um, I'm taking a boat trip, which I think is like the one method of travel I haven't covered on here yet. Um, I, to include obviously a tram ride in this one. So we've even got cable cars down. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm doing like, I've contributed nothing to the planning. I'm, I am the parasite that's leeching on to a trip that my um, friends are planning, but we're renting a boat and sailing off of like the toe of um, Italy, if you, you know, remember the boot, you know, the <laughs> um, I don't even really know where we're going, but we'll be in that general area for a few days of sailing around. Um, so that's probably the next trip I'll debrief with you guys, which will probably that's by so the time cool. this episode airs have already happened because we have a couple episodes banked and we're back at that point that's where true. I'm very confused with time. And <laughs> Welcome back to June listeners. <laughs> you know that it's way over, but that's awesome. I'm very excited to hear about it. And I love that you know nothing going into it really. That's that's fun. Um, I'm trying to think of other transportation methods that you may or may not have already talked about before. So we should make a list. We should make like a scratch off poster. <laughs> well, I was pretty proud that in Lisbon, I did pretty much everything except go out on a boat. I took the public metro, the public train, public tram, public bus, taxis, definitely walked. Um, I didn't do the scooters. It, scooters, cobblestone, cobblestones don't really like mesh my own. That's wild oh, to I me that it's talk about tile. Bro, oh. okay, so one of the reasons <laughs> Kenya was super beautiful was because they had a lot of that tile. But it was like everywhere in Lisbon, like just like you see in Instagram, it's it's beautiful and we're just pretty unique to Portuguese history. It's called Azulejos. Um, and a lot of it is blue, so I guess it's probably part of the, the word. Um, but um Oh my God. So, so pretty to see these buildings that just have tile all down the side. And that, that is something I haven't seen elsewhere. So it was really cool to like, see that. Yeah. And be like, oh, this is Portugal. Um, but yeah, I'll leave on that note. Cause that's beautiful. That yeah. actually prompted a question that I should, this should be a classic question I ask you for, well, I guess we'll see what your answer is, but I should have asked you this for Estonia. Uh, did you get any souvenirs besides the book you bought? And like, I guess, do you typically buy souvenirs when you go places? This has been a personal struggle for years. I (laughs) have had in my mind a thought that I should have something that I get everywhere I go. And especially Mm -hmm. before coming to Europe where I knew I was going to go to a lot of countries there, there are people who are a lot better at this than I am. I always get a magnet for mom. Mm -hmm. And I think that like takes by like drive for souvenir, like that satisfies my need for a souvenir. 
So like, I'm not good at getting souvenirs for myself. I'm also not somebody who particularly likes to accumulate things that don't have a purpose, um, which isn't fair. Like souvenirs do have a purpose. And I think they do a great job of helping you to, to like prompt memories yeah. like that. And like, it's just my own logical fallacy to not see it as a purpose, but I, I like, I, I sit in a souvenir store. I'm like, what do I want? Like I used to kind of collect t-shirts for a bit. Like I have some t-shirts from the first few places that I went, but I don't really do that anymore. So it really is just, it's all riding a mom's fridge magnet collection. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's, that is a hundred percent of like, that is the only thing that I know I've gotten everywhere I've been. Um, yeah. That's no, cool I, though. Yeah. There's yeah. I, that does serve a big, you know, that does help like do something where you do have something from everywhere. I have been, I haven't always done this, but I've been pretty good about it to the point where I have something for most places I've been, um, as I've gotten into trying to just like buy art when I travel, like little prints or something, yeah, like it doesn't have to be yeah, big, so. but so that's what I like have been focusing on. So that's why I was prompted by the like tile conversation to ask if you got a souvenir because something tiley would have been something would have been pretty fun for art, but it does go back to like, I get that you're much more minimalist than I am as far as accumulating things. And for me, I like to have all this art, but I I know that you've had lots of different experiences with like setting up a home and you've moved a lot more and that kind of stuff is like a pretty different mindset. So, um, but yeah, I think postcards too, are like the classic collection because they're so cheap. Yeah, there was like pretty early on in, in my travel bug experience, there was a postcard phase, but that didn't really last long either. Yeah, I I, I try to make sure I take at least one picture. Um, I used to be a lot better about that. But. Yeah, <laughs> at least one picture. It's so crazy to think that you could like, you know, you plan a trip, you get so excited for a trip, you do all these things and that you could literally not take a single picture because you're not thinking of it. Like all of that time and money wasted, like it's not wasted, but it's just wild to think I'm, I'm like that too. I feel like I have tons of experiences that I don't have any pictures from at least like anymore, you know, maybe I had one at the time, but not good about saving it. But anyway, listeners, let us know what you like to collect when you travel or what souvenirs you think Rachel should start buying. <laughs> Which doesn't obligate me to do anything, but please just let us free. know what you yeah. think. <laughs> you, you can suggest whatever you want to suggest. <laughs> Cool. Um, awesome. Well, thank you for all that. This was awesome. I'm so excited to hear about your boat trip and it was great catching up. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. We've gotten far enough in this podcast where I can't like, I mean, sometimes I just can't remember what's been said on the podcast or not, but I'm at the point where I can't really remember our past episodes, but I'm pretty certain that at one point you like talked about the nun for a long time.